Are you a mum looking for some parenting inspiration, tips and advice, stories on the ups and downs we face in our lives as parents, some humour and a little bit of fun? Then you may have just found what you're looking for. Hi and welcome to the Parenting in the Thick of It show. I'm your host Louise Clark, a certified parent coach known to many as your parenting partner. As a mum to three teenagers, you can bet I've probably been there, done that and heard it all. Trust me, there'll be few things that I haven't experienced firsthand. I created this podcast because I just love to help mums like you find ways to navigate life in the thick of it and find a way out of it. Why does my kid not do what he's told? I ask him, I ask him nicely, he doesn't do it. I ask him again, he doesn't do it. I ask him again and again and again. I nag and nag and nag and he doesn't do it. And it is driving me insane. I get asked this question all the time in my work as a parent coach. I get asked it in my one-on-one private sessions with parents. We spend a lot of time dissecting this and going into this. In my group coaching, it's always one of the first questions that, that is asked and that we discuss. So I thought today on this episode, I would share the reasons why I think kids today seem to not do what they're told. And I say kids today and I say seem because many parents, they look back on their lives as children And they will all say to me, but I did what I was told. If my mom asked me to do it, I did it. I didn't question it. I just did it. And I think those patterns were very common in days gone by, in generations past, where it was a top-down, more authoritarian. You listened to your parents. You did what they were told. You you know, obeyed people who were senior to you, who were superior, quote-unquote, to you. And, you know, I I often ask myself, was it right? I I don't know. I'm not slamming you or your parents if that's the way you were raised. It's kind of the way I was raised, but I don't blame my parents for it. I don't blame my grandparents for raising my parents or the great-grandparents for raising my grandparents for raising my parents. It simply was kind of common practice. Children were seen and not heard. You did what you were told. You were given your chores. You didn't question it. So parents are confused today. They're like, so why doesn't that work today? And to be told, to be truthful, I don't know the exact answer. I, you know, I I have many kind of ideas as to why it is what it is. And I think, you know, I'll share some of them here. I think if we were kids who were raised in in an authoritarian home, the chances are we will at some stage in in our lives feel unheard because we weren't heard as kids. We were told to do something. We never questioned it. We never could discuss it. It just was the way it was. Do what you're, you're told. Do as I say, not as I do. So it was kind of the authoritarian pattern. And for those of us who were raised in that, we really try hard, I think, not to do that to our kids. But the problem is when we're triggered or under duress or when there's conflict, we become triggered, as I said. We become reactive. And when we're reactive, there's a good chance we default to those authoritarian ways. But the problem is we're not, we're not, we're, thank goodness, we're not consistent to those ways. We're not always like that. So our kids, they kind of play us. They, 
they know that if they push us a bit, we might not follow through. And we always, you know, we ask nicely, which I think is is the right thing to do. I, I don't like demanding of my kids. I don't like telling them like I was told. I think there's nicer ways to say it. But I think, you know, our style sometimes today, and I speak for myself as well, I flip-flop between being authoritarian and being authoritative. And there's a huge difference. And I've worked really hard over the years to become less and less and less authoritarian because it was absolutely my default. I got so wound up that I would become very kind of dictator-like. I would just tell them. And it, it really wasn't nice for anyone in the house to have to listen to that and live in that. So I think that is one of the reasons why kids are, you know, let, let's say they, they'll push back because, because the pattern has been created that allows them to push back. So they know if you act nicely, there's a good chance you'll just ask again and they can defer doing what you ask them. They don't want to do it. No child wants to do the chores or wants to set the table or wants to walk the dog. They don't. They don't want to pick up their wet towels, clean the toothpaste off the sink. It's, it's kind of the rite of passage of a kid. Now, does that mean they get away with it? Absolutely not. But the way in which we request them or quote unquote make demands of them really is what's key. The problem is our way, our patterns that we co-create are often the ask, 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 and then we get triggered and we make demands of them because they don't listen to us. Or we nag, 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 and they don't like listening to a nag. So we have to look at the way in which we're asking. Is it nagging? Because quite frankly, I wouldn't like to live with a nag. I would not have liked to have lived with myself when I was the nag extraordinaire. I wouldn't have liked it. It must have been horrible for my kids. Neither would I have liked to live with me when I was demanding of them and, and you know, wasn't asking in a very nice way. And the other thing is when we ask and ask and ask, we are not holding our ground. We are not holding it and standing in our truth. We are waving. We're asking and then they don't do it. Nothing happens. So we ask again. They don't do it. So we ask again. They know we'll just keep asking. So if they know we'll just keep asking, they are not going to do it. We have to change the way we ask. The other thing that just came to me recently was if I, you know, cast my mind back to when I was a kid, I don't, rem- I don't actually remember my mom nagging. I don't remember her asking us over and over and over again to do something. If she asked us, we generally did it. And, you know, I, I always say it's because, you know, we didn't dare not to. And that, that's harsh for my mom if she's listening. I don't think she is. Because it's not that we were, you know, she was not mean to us. We didn't get punished. We weren't spanked. We weren't any of those things. But we just knew she meant what she said. So don't bother even questioning her because you're not going to get around it. She was a bit brick wallish. Sorry, mum, but you were. But the other thing was pre-cell phones, there are, they are such a major cause, I believe, of what's happening today. But pre-cell phones, kids were not preoccupied with something. If you were not thinking about something to do, you would sit idle And let me tell you, if you were sitting idle when you were a child, your mum probably made suggestions as to what to do, might have said to you, well, if you're you're bored, you can wash the windows. And trust me, we very quickly found something to do because it was better than washing the windows. 
So we were rarely actually sitting around, lounging around. We were doing things. And if you think to it now, when your kids are actually doing something other than being on their phones, would you go and make demands of them? Would you go and nag them and tell them what they should be doing instead? And I'm going to guess the answer is no. It certainly is with me. If I see my kids doing a puzzle, I'm like, you know, fly the flag. I mean, we need the crash cart if they're doing a puzzle or something like that. I joke. But when they're actually doing something, if they're painting, playing cards, being creative, you know, doing a puzzle, playing with each other, doing a, a, playing a board game, I am not going to interrupt them. I'm not going to say, hey, guys, put down the Monopoly and go and do the dishwasher. I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say when you've finished doing the, playing a Monopoly or when you've finished playing in the garden, you need to come in and do the dishwasher. The problem is, very often, they're not in the garden, not playing Monopoly, not playing cards, not playing a board game, certainly not doing puzzles, very few of them. What are they doing? They're lying around in our faces on the phone. For them, they're doing something. They're engaged. They think they're being creative. They think they're connecting. We all know it's a kind of false sense for the majority of the time. Don't get me wrong. There's some really meaningful connection online and there's some really meaningful, great uh, creativity that can be done online. I'm not slamming it completely. I'm talking about the stuff you know, the Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, TikTok, the idle crap that they sit and watch on their phones. When we see them doing that, it drives us up the wall. So we're more likely to interrupt them from doing it and ask them, go and do the dishwasher, go walk the dog, go pick your towel up off the floor. But guess what? They are totally engaged in that like you were engaged in the puzzle or the game or the cards or, or baking. They're as engaged and focused on it as you ever were when you were focused on something. The problem is when we were playing, we were not under our mother's, you know, wing. We were not in our mom's and dad's faces. We were doing other things. Kids today are right in our face doing, quote unquote, nothing. And so we think there's something better that they can be doing. So we're always having to interrupt them from something they're enjoying doing, something they're maybe addicted to. So when we ask, they're going to go, yeah, yeah. And then they're not concentrating on us. They're back to their game. We nag, nag, nag. So why do they not do what they're told? I think a lot of it's down to the patterns that we co-create. We are the naggers extraordinaire. We are the ask, 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 lose it, shout, get it done, parents. We're the, no, 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 I've said no. Okay, just this one time. There's way more of that today than there was in years gone by. And that sends kids a very important message. If they ask, you don't need to do it immediately because they don't stand there and make you move on and do it. And coupled with this whole bit that I discussed about being on their phones and looking like they're doing nothing, um, it makes it more conducive to us wanting to interrupt them. So I think it's complicated. Um, it's There's more to it than them just being disobedient and not listening. I think it's way deeper than that. And in the work I do with parents, we go into those depths. We go so deep and then they realize exactly what they're doing that is contributing to what is happening in their homes. So if you're interested in more, you can always reach out to me. 
if you are interested in group coaching, I will be starting a new group in January, in the middle of January. There's already people signed up. There's already a, a, a list. So if you want to be on it, be sure to drop me an email, louise at yourparentingpartner.com. I'll add you to the list and then I always reach out to the people on the list before I open it up to the public at large. If you've enjoyed this, do share it with your friends and family. There's always someone who needs this. And if you really love it and want to really spread the word, then hop over to iTunes and leave me a review. I'm always super grateful of those. But in the meantime, I'm recording this on a Friday. If it's a Friday when you're listening to this, have a wonderful weekend. And I do look forward to being with you soon. Bye for now. That's it for today's episode on the Parenting in the Thick of It show. If you enjoyed the show, please do share it with your friends and family. And remember, if you find yourself stuck in the thick of it and can't see a way out of it, please send me an email. I would love to help you. My email is louise at yourparentingpartner.com. And don't forget to take a look at the Parenting in the Thick of It family organizer that I created. It's an evergreen family calendar guaranteeing 12 months of use from whenever you start. It also includes beautifully illustrated, informative and interactive monthly parenting theme pages to guide you through the year. It's the perfect organizer for busy families to keep track of all their activities, plus help parents be the best parent they can be. It's more than just a calendar. You can find the link for this and the other social media platforms that I am on below the description in this episode. Thank you so much for listening today and I look forward to being with you all soon. Bye for now.